Hello, friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History Moment with Bo. And I hope this day finds you well, and you are somebody's blessing. You're the reason someone feels loved. And this is not hard to do. You just be you. So today, my friends, do your thing. My friends, it seems as though we have been fighting this fight for equality so damn long. And we call it a fight, but it's the downright war. And what seems to hurt me the most is the fact that not all of our people are on our team. The middle of the 2020 pandemic, America was shaken by the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the protests that erupted in the aftermath. But the disturbing trends we see today in police violence are the same patterns we've seen over the past 100 years. Again and again, commissions convened to examine why police brutality sparks unrest have come to the same conclusion. We must address the poverty and systemic racism that go hand in hand with policing communities of color. Years ago, my friends, when the master butchered a hog, the guts or the inside of the hog were given to the slave to eat. And we took those guts and we made a meal out of them. And we called them chitlings. And today you can find those same chitlings in stores. Now you have to ask yourself, have you ever saw whiteness buy and eat chitlings? No, you have not, because it is a slave meal. Always was and always will be. Today's policing was born from the agents slave owners hired to hunt us down in the north and beat and return us to our masters. So we must take a good look at what we've learned from the past 100 years of racism in policing. The solution to healing this long-standing problem is clear. We must change the way we fight. Protesting, marching, that is not going to get us where we need to be. It's time that our brothers and sisters that are in that higher income bracket invest in communities of color. There is no secret to success. It is a result of preparation, hard work, and learning from our failures. So let's just go back and look over the past hundred years at those failures. Los Angeles, 1992. In 1991, a video emerged of California Highway Patrol officers brutally beating an unarmed black man, Rodney King, during a traffic stop. Four officers were charged, but were later acquitted. This verdict sent shockwaves through South Central Los Angeles. The concurrent drug epidemic, gang violence, and systemic racism added fuel to the fire. 
despite calls for immediate action, including an admission by the post-uprising commission that the LAPD could not deal with the root causes of crime. Very little change. More money continued to go to the LAPD while funding for schools, housing, and critical social services came in second. This trend continues today. Detroit, 1967. In the summer of 1967, a wave of protests swept the city of Detroit after police arrested patrons of a blind pig, an illegal after-hours bar in a mostly black neighborhood. The partygoers included two black Vietnam War veterans who were celebrating their return home. Throughout five days of protest, 43 people were killed, 1,200 were injured, and 8,000 were arrested. And in response... President Lyndon B. Johnson sent in the National Guard and the U.S. Army, turning Detroit's street into a combat zone. He also set up a commission to understand the uprising. But when the commission released its findings in the Kerner Report the following year, he ignored most recommendations and set aside its findings that the root cause of the uprising were disinvestments in black communities, black powerlessness and frustrated hopes, and how police symbolize white power, white racism, and white repression for a significant number of black people. You see, my friend, the answer is known, but nothing is done about it because the results are not desired. Harlem, 1935. When a Harlem shopkeeper thought he saw a teen pocket a 10-cent pen knife, he tackled the boy to the ground and a police officer nearby arrested him. Protests erupted outside the store as neighbors and passerby suspected the officer was abusing the boy. The resulting riots lasted two days. Three people were killed and 75 people, mostly black, were arrested. Amid cries from activists, civil rights leaders, and unions, New York's mayor, LaGuardia, set up a biracial commission to diagnose the problems and to prescribe a cure. <laughs> okay, prescribe a cure. Now, this commission found that the upheaval was due in large part to the nervous strain of years of unemployment and insecurity of black residents in Harlem. In addition to the deep sense of wrong and discrimination against them in the school system and by the police. Again, the answer is known and nothing is done. Chicago, 1919. On Lake Michigan in 1919, a white man threw rocks at a black boy whose boat had drifted to the wrong side of the lake. Now, I heard this story some time ago that the white man threw the rock 
The boy was sleeping. The rock hit the boy and knocked him unconscious. He fell into the lake and drowned. All because the boy's boat had drifted to the wrong side of the lake. And once again, protests broke out across the city. Governor Frank Loudon appointed a commission that found that Negroes are more commonly arrested, subjected to police identification, and convicted than white offenders. But policing was just one facet of white supremacy, which touched the lives of black people in housing, in education, and employment. Almost a century later, the Chicago Police Department's own records from 2000 to 2015 show that nearly 90% of victims of police use of force were people of color. Today, events virtually identical to those in Chicago, Harlem, Detroit, and Los Angeles are unfolding across the country, and policing still acts as an occupying force in communities of color. The murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis this year shined a bright light on what we keep getting wrong. In 2014, Minneapolis was one of the cities piloting the Obama administration's National Initiative for Building Community Trust and Justice, a multi-million dollar program that was the administration's response to national calls for police accountability. The Minneapolis Police Department implemented training on implicit bias, mindfulness, de-escalation, and crisis intervention diversified the department's leadership, created tighter use of force standards, adopted body cameras, initiated a series of police community dialogues, and an enhanced early warning system to identify problem officers. Now, the hope was that these training programs would professionalize policing and reduce abuses that might trigger more protests. And this was all done before George Floyd was killed. And none of it worked. Calls to invest more money in police departments for training ignore the lessons from Minneapolis and the fact that racist trends we see today in police violence are not new. How much longer Will we continue to pour increasing sums of money into a system of law enforcement that has demonstrated an inability or unwillingness to change after 101 years? By looking deeply at the history of racism in policing, we can better understand why it's not just reform but a full reallocation of resources that is necessary for us to end violence and injustice in our communities. We've known the problem and we've known the solution for a hundred years. It's long past time to act. My friends, until we change the way we fight, we are always going to lose. 
equality in this country is a huge problem. But problems are not stop signs. There are merely guidelines. And the answer is there. It has been there for a while. It's our dollars. Our dollars can end this problem. Just as the textile workers in the North and the slaves in the South, we continue to make this country wealthy, but we are not given any of the wealth. And I'm not saying that we are not thrown out a few crumbs. A lot of sports figures sign these big multi-million dollar contracts, but they are not the ones that are writing the checks. Therefore, we do not come close to getting the power that that person has that write that check. And it is my own personal opinion that if Bill Cosby had not tried to buy CBS, he would have never went to jail. That would have given him too much power. And powerful people are not willing to share that American pie. They'll give you a slice, but are unwilling to share it equally. My friends, that music has been playing for a while. So it is time for me to once again leave you. But I will leave you with this. Until we get equality in education, we will not have an equal society. Until next time, my friends, it has been my honor. <laughs>